Hello and welcome to another episode of the High Hopes podcast with me, Richard, and on this episode, my guest interviewee, Julian. Hello, how are you? Good to good to have you on, Julian. You're our first guest. It must be a tremendous honor for Absolutely, you. Absolutely, um, I'm overwhelmed <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I was just going to talk with Julian in this episode about his life as a musician and what got him into music. Uh, I suppose more of a focus on Irish trad music, but also anything else we want to throw in there. Ooh. So, uh, Julian, you're originally from Dublin, I believe. What first kind of drew you down to Cork? Um, well, actually, I had a bit of a, a round trip getting to Cork. Um, yeah. I lived in Wicklow after Dublin, and then I lived in Belfast, and then I lived in Galway, and then moved to Cork. So it was kind of like uh, I went around the country, um, anti-clockwise, uh, but like Cork has, uh, I'm here 10 years now. This, this is, I feel uh, at home here now. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad spot. Um, and what got you into music originally? I suppose just as a kid, you know. I mean, you see children there enraptured by music from the word go. I mean, I don't have any memory of it, but um, apparently I used to love the tapes of the Beach Boys and stuff when I was four and five. And I just started playing piano when I was about seven or eight and uh, gave that up when I was about 12, started guitar when I was 15 and then moved on to the fiddle then when I was uh, 20. And with that came banjo and mandolin, and uh, like it's always been there. Even when it wasn't there, it's been there. You know, like I kind of remember being—I remember being a teenager, young teenager—and not being satisfied with mainstream music, and and eventually yeah. finding my like the Pixies kind of reawakened things for me. Like uh, <laughs> that's given a, a, a kind of a time frame, but. Surfer Rosa and Come On Tobin, that album changed. Like, when I discovered that album, yeah. I was like, well, this is, this is the kind of music that I am into now, you know? And then... They were meant to have a great uh, comeback album very recently, actually, I heard. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, they've all got off and done so, their own things, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Black Francis, isn't it? The singer's mm. name. Um, so... Yeah. Were you, I, I, I suppose with piano, you would have started a, a more classical area of music, yeah, is that right? Yeah, all classical. And in fact, like, that's what I've come back to as well. I mean, that's, um, it was a great grounding in music, but the, the teaching, well, I mean, I was just a, a disparate 12 year old. I was just like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And, uh, you know, and I, yeah, my parents probably like were probably happy enough not to be spending the money every week. And you know, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. grand, you don't have to do it. That's no problem. <laughs> so, uh, and what yeah. what got you to gravitate more towards trad then? 
was that just you seeing some local people playing at your local or actually dublin doesn't have tribes very accessible uh you have to uh, mm. come from a family of musicians or be around places that have tried music in them um i personally i got given a fiddle uh as a as a present um and uh, i started trying to learn kila because uh, kila was really big at oh, the time and yeah. um, that yeah, album toga the had just come out so i started trying to learn all of those but I wasn't fastened into trash. I mean, it's taken this long for me to, to absolutely get stuck into it. I mean, it's um, it's an uphill struggle anyway when you start so late. But the yeah. like, um, but since I've moved to the west coast, like even when I was in Belfast, I was getting lessons from Shane McAleer, who's a really good player. And wow. um, then when I went to Galway, then uh, there was just like a lot of trad in the pub, like Virgil Scaffold. Um, would have been watching him like two or three times a week, and you know, I really I yeah. got into it. Like, and, and it's so social. The whole trad scene is far more social than most music scenes, I would say. In that, you can be, you can meet the absolute like kings of trad just in a pub. You'd be sitting down beside them, and you know, like yeah, very, very I, I think it's very you know? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. Happen in other it's genres. very down to earth. Yeah, it it's yeah. and 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 there's like pretty much elitism isn't really a thing if you think about other styles of music where people come from prestigious schools and this that and the other and there can be a lot of snobbery and yeah you know well, but I mean, in trad I would say well. there's a lot I less. Mean, it does, of course it does, but like to a yeah. lesser extent and, and I, I think it's about the place more than anything. Like trad takes place in pubs and kitchens so it doesn't it doesn't take itself away from the common areas that people are in you know where that's where, true like, you can it blends in a bit more sort yeah, of absolutely i mean classical music came from drawing rooms i suppose but you know as soon as it was put on a stage it was put on the stage that's it so yeah, yeah. that's the way i see it and, and uh, you've been in Cork some years now. What would, you know, if, if, if somebody was a total newcomer to Cork City, for example, mm -hmm. uh, what would be the go-to spots for a good trad session during the week in Cork City? What would be your favourites? Um, there's three pubs that kind of are known. Um, so I'll say the Chenet is, there's two gigs uh, every single day. That's, that's 14 gigs a week. Um, wow. I didn't even realise they had that that many on per week that's incredible yeah, so that's that's kind of a, a well-known and there's an awful lot of musicians that will go through there um, and that's uh, probably where i found a lot of my friends through music then the corner house yeah. also has a lot of trash and that's just right beside the chenet um and then down on coburg on street coburg there. street yeah um and uh Fergal in there is great uh for putting on music but it's not always trash but i like that and it's very often acoustic and it's uh really good you know that sometimes actually the yeah. corner house has got a, a nice uh delta blues uh group isn't it and a bluegrass group bluegrass yeah they do and um americana and roots and stuff like that um really good stuff really good nice tight bands and of course there's some great players in there um so uh that would be the second spot and then the spot being phonic is like well known for its tribe as well um uh, which is down opposite the beamish factory there 
I have yet to actually attend the trad session at the Spalpeen Fawnock and I, I have heard it's a place that does live music and that does a great pint and has a great atmosphere if you catch it at the right times. Mm. But the few times I've ventured in there, it was always at awkward times or times where the pub was nearly empty. And I thought, geez, I don't know how much music they're doing here. Yeah. So Thursday night would be the one I've gone to most frequently. Um, there's also one on a Sunday, uh, but that clashes with my other <laughs> and so charlie's is the other spot charlie's does a session on a sunday at three o'clock that's really well known shawnee's been there for okay. years and years and then there's another one like if you were and charlie's do general gigs as well don't they, they? do they're, they're mostly rock yeah. and you know like but the sunday trad session is three o'clock if you actually wanted to play trad on a sunday you could go from charlie's to um, the Shinani, to the Spalpeen. You, you could actually be playing from 3 o'clock until close, 12 o'clock. Um, wow. so You'd want to be on the cranberry juices for a while. <laughs> yeah, some people don't, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good crack. And then, of course, the Gables as well on a Sunday and on a Wednesday. But all of that information is actually on a website, a really good one called Lee Sessions. So, uh, Lee yeah, Sessions. Most of the sessions that okay. go on are in these sessions yeah um and there's also like shabin and there's a few other places i'm probably forgetting some but there's only so many you can go it, it, like then of course there's the spots around county cork there's that spot that i always associate with uh john spillan uh the troubadour is it the troubadour is that in Clannock, oh, yeah. yeah yeah i i see ads for that every now and again mm. but because i don't own a car i don't get to go to these ones okay. but uh, yeah okay. yeah yeah and i mean um, and the bar is, has a good session on the Sunday as well, actually. And the, the hotel beside it, I think it's called um, the Cottage of Tea. No, I've forgotten. TEBOG or something like that. I can't remember, actually. Okay. Um, All out in Panakilty. That's Panakilty. Anyway. But you're everywhere. Like, and the further west you go, I mean, Glencarrick has a few players. There's players everywhere. But I was out, I was yeah. out in Skibbereen there a couple of while ago and playing some brilliant. Yeah, really, really nice music. Um, so, like, there's a lot of it in Cork. I yeah. mean, I I'm definitely learning quite a bit from you in this interview because I would have known about some of the spots in Cork City. Um, you know, particularly Shine, the Corner House, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I wouldn't have um, really found out the crucial details for all of these sessions. So yeah, yeah. I must uh, maybe I can pop them up on the blog as well Absolutely, at some yeah. stage. Yeah. Uh, so there's loads of covers, um, and it's actually um, it's subsidised. Not a lot of people know that, but there's like it's a good. Um, the the council does actually pay some money to publicans, so which is kind of why, because it's very hard for pubs to to um, to merit paying out a lot of money to musicians if the crowd isn't coming in. Of course, you know? yeah. And, oh. and the nightlife has suffered since COVID and everything, I would say. It has, yeah. My own observation. It has, but it also public opinion has swayed in favour of musicians over COVID, which is actually a really great thing and a great response. And I think that's why you're seeing so much creativity around the moment. Uh, yeah, because yeah. people would have taken musicians um, for granted in a lot of cases, I would say, back in the mm -hmm. day. And probably the lockdowns then made them realise, oh, wait. Now that we have to stay in the house all the time, we really miss live music. Yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> we need yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm going to a, I'm going to a gig on Sunday in St. Luke's. Uh, 
in the church uh, animicus up there and i mean it's it's um it's amazing there's there's music uh, all over the place you know like the choice is phenomenal yeah. but i mean at the end of the day you can only go so much country you? you have to make your own choices <laughs> and, uh, and you gotta practice you gotta be at home practicing too <laughs> so that's yep. the thing. um I'm definitely guilty of not getting enough practicing um, with the banjo. Life gets in the way, and this is the thing, like when you're a kid, you know, and it it just goes in, you you soak it up. What you can do when you're 12 to 15, it takes four times longer when you're an adult. It's just, that's just Mm. the way of it, you know? But you know, if you love it, you have to pursue it. And it's just, that's the way, that's where I find myself now, is just, um, I'm really enjoying uh, being able to focus more of my time and energy on music than I used to. Yeah, like I, it's something I've threatened to do for a long time is to get back into music. I used to play the fiddle for years, uh, like I was saying to you before, and uh, well, that fell by the wayside in a big way. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my hand at the banjo for now, and so far I'm enjoying it, even though I have been yeah, neglecting my practice, you know, but I. Uh, but of course, because I, you have the fiddle already, you know, that's, that's, that's really helped. Yeah, I think it has, yeah. you know, to, to an extent anyway. So for, for you as a musician, right, you play yeah. mandolin, fiddle, guitar, piano, uh, banjo, and possibly more. Um, as my mom used to fame? say, jack of all, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's your favorite instrument? I, I, get, lost, you I to... get lost in the violin. Uh, in the fiddle, yeah. When I'm playing that for mm-hmm. myself, I, hours can go by and I don't notice it. Um, I'm really enjoying the piano at the moment, but that's kind of because my piano was broken for six months and I got it fixed. And I do really enjoy it. So it's, they're both the same, but the fiddle is the one. And as I said, it was it was given to me. It was a gift. And then I just wow. took to it, you know? Like, that's it amazing, like actually. It spoke to me, yeah. But I mean, I suppose you could say a lot of it uh, about, you know, I've heard people say before that uh, pipers are born, they're not made, you know, you're, you're born a piper, you kind of, or you're not that, yeah. but you're just drawn to the particular instrument, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do miss the good old days where I used to actually play my fiddle, um, so I must get back into that. But first, first things first, I'm just going to try and... Uh, develop a bit of skill with the banjo hopefully yeah um and you know other than trad we'll say what what what's your kind of go-to music say if you're just listening to some music in the background in the kitchen on an evening a random week evening what's the kind of stuff you like to listen to it's funny because um every like every scenario there's a song for every environment you know it's like it's very hard to just say what you like or what you don't like. Uh, I actually, I was listening to, see, to uh, I had, I bought into mini discs. I don't even know if you know what they are. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just about. My, my older brother, <laughs> my older brother bought uh, a mini disc player when it was brand new and he was so excited for it to catch on. Yeah. And he had maybe it, about four. Three years, two years at most. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 And like we were in Kerry, that's... so you can imagine <laughs> how it ca- caught on even less there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was cool though. It sounded good to me. The no, sound I mean, quality was great. They were basically recordable CDs. So like the old tapes, you know, you, you could record yeah. on the mini disc, but it was a CD. And um, I thought they were amazing. But anyway, I had all my music on that. And I was actually, uh, 
my flatmate was like um, discovering them and, and playing through them and I was like my god the stuff that I used to listen to like it wasn't all good you know like it's funny <laughs> <laughs> that's funny we're all guilty of that like you think back and um, so like I, I love new music um, I I go through periods I, I had a time there about a year or two ago probably because of Covid as well but I really was desperate for new music. I couldn't find anything, you know. And yeah, it's, it seems hard yeah. for me to find it these days with streaming because that seems to always encourage. I don't know if you're on Spotify, but it always encourages playlists and yeah, not just full albums or or, or random yeah. new artists. Yeah, like there is a joy to listen to a full album, but that requires time. And you know, does everyone yeah. have that time? That's the thing. But I love sticking on a record, you know, because that's the commitment to. But the, the thing is that like uh, Spotify and all these things, they they push, they have an agenda, you know, they, they push the music that, that is being paid to be pushed, you know, same with oh, yeah. YouTube. Like, so, and you Ed Sheeran you know, t- seems to have a major, um, yeah. what do you call it, monopoly <laughs> and, uh, you know, a handful of other artists that well, you just hear know. everywhere. That's it. And I mean, so like I've actually chosen to go live now a lot more. I mean, the recommendations that I get from my friends or that's how I discover new music is through my friends I don't have any I don't find it on Spotify like I do like the YouTube algorithm actually but it's rare enough that I come across a track that I really like it's it just kind of goes you end up in somebody else's playlist you know and so it's well I mean I still listen to a handful of artists that I was listening to when I was 13 or 14 uh quite a bit like you know I, I I'm really like Sometimes I listen to artists that are definitely past their prime, you know, like Foo Fighters and Green Day and like... Oh, yeah. I actually on Green Day for the crack sometimes. But that Uh, that would be a particular time. So years ago, when I was listening to Green Day, I'd be sitting down, I'd be like, you know, probably smoking, probably like having a, a, you know, like with friends or whatever, or else driving or something like that. Whereas now if I listen to Green Day, it'd be like doing the hoovering or something you know it'd be like completely <laughs> removed from uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what i originally listened to but uh yeah so there's like times and places and then you know if you're if you're drunk you want to listen to something different if you're stoned you want to listen to something different you know if you're yeah. at a party you want to... so it's just it's all about space and your you know what you're doing who you're with it's just impossible to say i have a favorite song that that question just doesn't exist you know and uh just to i suppose go back to our focus of our blog what are your thoughts on cannabis like in a nutshell on a personal level how do you feel about it would you be uh i dabble somewhat interested i'm so i'm normally really glad when it when it's gone um because i feel my productivity levels go really like go down but i think it does have a place and like I actually think that all drugs have influenced music in the last century and probably before. Oh, yeah. Um, in that, like, you just, you say cannabis and you instantly think of The Doors, maybe, or you instantly <laughs> think of Leonard Cohen, or you think of, you think of the music that you want to listen to, but you also think of artists that most definitely were smoking while they made that music, you know? Of course, and yeah. The same could be the same is true of like all of like hallucinogenics. There's like you know that that like some music was made 
actually some music like uh, electric storm white noise that, that was made by lsd users for lsd users you know quite specifically yeah um and then pills changed everything in the 90s you know i mean i don't think that electronic music would have like been nurtured Taken the off. way that it has been if it mm. wasn't for MDMA, you know, that's... Uh, oh, it, yeah, that's for sure. It's like, so it's really, the, there's no point in denying it. It's really obvious. Cannabis is just, um, I mean, uh, there's arguments for and against. I'm a liberal kind of person. And I actually think that where we are right now is probably kind of okay with me, as in... Uh, yeah it's everywhere i mean you walk down the street you can smell it it's it's fine you know uh i i only want i only want it sometimes i i've been yeah. at a party before where somebody was rolling these like incredibly strong joints and i, I got a little bit offended by it because it actually it knocked everyone out you know ah uh, yeah so that just ruins the party then if you've had way too much of something like kind of does you know yeah and then and he just he was the machine just keeping on rolling you know and uh, and then passing around these joints and, and you're almost kind of like oh no passing on to the next one nobody wants it and this there's another one coming behind yeah, it <laughs> 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 so it's like that like um, yeah and also i i smoked when i was younger too and like the the strength has definitely gone up like you know it's it's much stronger now and it's probably much mm. better quality and probably better for you i mean i don't know is there such a thing as it's good for you but it's um like uh but it's definitely much stronger and so i have to be careful about how much i smoke and i have to yeah uh, also like in, in the environment so that, you know i don't uh, and uh yeah, so that's me with with, uh, with cannabis. I kind of um, if I'm playing a few tunes, I can have a little bit of smoke, and it helps me connect with the people around me. Um, yeah. But like, it's a really fine line because it slows everything down, so your precision and your intonation goes. You know, you, you cross that line, you start playing yeah. badly. There's, there's just you know, and that's uh, and we've all been to a gig where you know somebody was. You know, too stoned, too drunk, too whatever it is. A little bit is almost always uh, a little bit of a heightening, and I think what it does is it breaks down barriers and, and allows people to become more together, more one. Like and very much music, so, I think. You know, yeah, music helps that, and music is it, music feeds off that. Like, they kind of go hand in hand sometimes, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, trad especially, like because you you play typically you play a tune for three rounds. And you're, you know, the people that you're playing with, they're either, they'll know it really well or they might not know it particularly well. But the, the aim is that by the third time around, it's, uh, it's really gelling. It's really getting there. And then sometimes you'll put in a fourth time because you're enjoying it. Why not? Like, and a fifth yeah, time. Or a yeah, sixth yeah. Time. And then you move on to the next tune. And then the everyone does the glance. Again. And then you switch into the, the agreed second tune or whatever. So the next is, tune yeah. gets started. And then the same thing happens because, you you know, you start off with one player, somebody else turns in, you know, and then and you build up again. And, and it's called the rise. And But it's a really powerful thing I mean, when everybody's in sync and it's hopping you know it's actually amazing it's, it's one of the best yeah. feelings in the world and it's community it's communal and that's what and that's and that's what people want drugs for it's, it's the same thing mm -hmm. it's it's acceptance at the end of the day it's human 
this human connection, human yeah. nature, human connection, yeah. So sitting yeah. in a room with your friends and getting stoned, that's fine. I did it when I was a kid. I don't really want to do it so much anymore. So. Right. Yeah. And uh, you might have heard about Germany making some moves to legalize cannabis uh, in the near future. Places like Malta, other parts of Europe, considering things, trialing things. Yeah. How uh, <laughs> how quickly do you see the Irish government moving things along, even in terms of like decriminalizing it hmm. to, for starters? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think the Irish government care very much. Like, no. I, I, to be honest, I don't really think that they care particularly. They're very populist, like, as from what I gather. And uh, yeah. they'll tend to go with whatever is um, creating. Like, you know, if people are, are shouting hard enough or something, then the Irish government will definitely look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And if other countries are going first, then, you know, we do still have that kind of small guy in a big field kind of um, uh, mental attitude, uh, even though I think Ireland hits way above its weight in a lot of ways. But yeah, so I mean, it's the criminal element that's the problem. Um, and I suppose the, the underworld element uh, is an issue, all right. Um, so like decriminalizing certainly makes sense to me because you get better quality and safer environment to buy it in and you know i mean the fact that well i mean you you would hope to see some improvements if it's decriminalized but you you could still i don't think the risk ever totally goes away unless it's fully legalized in terms of criminality and uh quality of the product and all of that but Mm. I suppose the consideration is if you fully legalize it, like the people who are set up uh, become legal, you know, the, the criminals who are now criminals, they, mm-hmm. beco- they become the legal owners of uh, the industry because, you know. Well, depending on how it's organized, you know, depending on how it's orchestrated, because they could do a thing where it's m- far more medically fixated. So it would be down to the pharmaceutical companies with very high tech facilities and you know what i mean it they may not just make it this thing where oh you were illegal yesterday set up a shop today you know what i mean the ideal world would be that you can just grow it out in your back garden like you know oh yeah grows in ireland like i mean it's a weed um Mm. i think it's crazy that like you know in that sense um I mean, even magic mushrooms that grow unbeknownst to everybody. I mean, I'm not sure what the legality of them is, but I don't think they're legal. You know, it's like they just come up out of the ground. I mean, oh, that's bizarre. I mean, how can you legislate for that? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I know. know. Clutching at straws, really, in some ways. And uh, yeah, Yeah. I mean, speaking of mushrooms, did you uh, did you get any? Did you get any mushrooms this season? I Magic believe it's mushrooms. nearly over. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't go out. No, but uh, yeah, uh, there's that's something I wouldn't have anything. the knowledge yeah. about. Yeah, like I just wouldn't know really. I I know vague mm, yeah. recommendations of how to find them and, and where, but only vaguely. And like I, I wouldn't be any kind of an expert. Yeah. obviously. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, they're there anyway. <laughs> 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 I, I find every you're not allowed to grow tobacco in Ireland. Apparently, the penalties for growing tobacco are six times worse than the penalties for growing hash or grass. Really? Which you know is another and, and tobacco could be grown, but you can understand that because 
it threatens the tobacco companies and the tax and everything like that. But yeah, um, uh, look, legislation is not my issue. But I mean, yeah, there, this idea that like if you do, if you, um, I did talk to a guy one time who was involved in Dublin inner city centre with uh, a lot of heroin addicts and right and he talked to a lot of people who were also you know involved in the care of and kind of um well like i suppose just trying to legislate for in that area and the methadone clinics and working in that environment and he said that most of those people would say do not legalize cannabis because of the gateway drug thing Hmm. which i never really kind of believe but you know it's just I think it is true. I think, I think that what people call addiction is generally that there's something underlying. That the, I think that's what the Portuguese system tried to uh, um, tried to look at. In the sense that, like, uh, people that get addicted to things, and you can get addicted to it to grass. I know people who can't go to yeah. sleep without smoking a joint. Like, yeah, but, and obviously that's you know that that is a dependency. Like, yeah. uh, when you get to that point, yeah. So if you become dependent or there's an addiction, then there's an underlying issue, I think, in most cases, whether that be like a trauma or, um, or you know, like mental illness, mental kind of unaddressed trauma. mental illness or, exactly. or illness of any kind, really. Yeah. Um, pain, chronic pain. Pain. Yeah. I mean, it's it, life events, even you know. So it's just. Yeah. It's um, it's too much to just look on the face of it uh, because all of these things are really just. Uh, they're treating symptoms of something that's underlying, you know, and that's that's why I yeah. feel, you know, that's why I feel a lot of drugs get bad names because they generally become the the the, the person who they go because they are the like the people who who have problems become the, the the flame bearers. Whereas I think grass has. An opportunity because it's so universally used now. It's so universally, yeah. like everybody has smoked. You know, I mean, and not everybody, obviously, but the large majority. Right. I mean, a lot, an awful lot have, though. Yeah, <laughs> a lot have, yeah. And and it's either for you, or it's not for you, or you become dependent, or you just socially partake, or you know, all of those things are up to just you know biological and other underlying factors. So I don't know. Couldn't have put it better myself. Really, yeah. couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um, well, listen. I guess we we'll uh, we leave it at that, Julian. It's okay. been lovely chatting to you. Thanks again for agreeing to be our guest and telling Thank us you. about uh, life as an Irish musician. Thank you. And uh, yeah, all the best. Keep on rocking in the free world. <laughs> Take care. Do my best. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Julian. Bye, folks. Yeah. Take care. <laughs>